welcome to The On Call Room, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm your host, Bree. I'm Abby. And, and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful day, day to podcast. podcast. This is your first time listening to the podcast. Welcome. We are, yeah, welcome. And we are a Grey's Anatomy podcast. We are deep diving into every single episode. Curr- Everyone. Currently, we are on season seven, episode 22. This is the finale of season seven. Crazy. Lots of great shit going down today. Um, but if you haven't, like, listen, go back. Yeah. Um, be careful with season one. <laughs> Finding Tread ourselves. lightly. Tread lightly. Yeah. Don't judge us. Um, but yeah, uh, go back, listen to all the things we have to say. Um, we have a lot to say. We have a lot of great co-hosts on. Go back and listen to their yeah, episodes. Yeah, like Ellen Pompeo, um, Eric yeah. Dane, Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> Uh, Shonda all, Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes. They're all patrons. <laughs> and if you also would like to be a patron and be on the podcast, um, you can do that by going to www.patreon.com slash the on-call room, where you can basically help fund the podcast and we reward you with lots of great content. So for $2 a month, you can join our Facebook group. You get access to our show notes for when we record each episode. What else? Um, you get bonus episodes. For $5 a month. Oh, I'm sorry, for $2. Did you say, you said show notes? Yep, show notes. And then for five, yeah, you get bonus episodes once a month. Um, you can call time of death. Leave a voicemail. Yep. And for $10 a month, you can co-host. You can co-host, which now is a great time to join yes. because season eight is going to be packed full with co-hosts. So if that's what you're looking to do and you've been waiting for that opportunity. Do it now. Now's the time to become a patron. Yeah, season seven, we kind of just put our head down and got through it because it was a really busy time. But we are excited to converse with all of you yes. in season eight. Um, yeah, so patreon.com slash the on call room. Another way you can help out is by shopping at our favorite clothing store, www.thisisaday.com. Uh, they're coming out with a bunch of new shit right now. It's like, yeah, uh, what's it going to be? Well, they made like this, uh, <coughs> silk, silk material that is everything that they make is like made in a factories where they pay people full wages and full benefits. They're not like some child making your clothes. Thank God. Um, also, everything is usually made out of some like recyclable plastics and such. So you're kind of like it's ethically sourced. It's not fast fashion. Yeah. And they're coming out with this like stretchy silk material, and it looks like they're coming out with like a silk jacket situation. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like capsule wardrobes. It's all the essentials. How fabulous would that be for the holidays? That's what I'm. I'm mad because I don't have money, but I want it. Yeah. I keep Maybe a Christmas them, present. I keep sending them messages, being like, "I'll wear this. I'll love this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to send it to me? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bree and I love their stuff, and they are helping us out. So for. Using the code the on call room, you get twenty percent off, and we get rewarded. So thank you so much. Yes. Um, another way you can support the podcast is leave a review, five scalpels, please. Um, do we, you have one? <coughs> I do. So our featured review comes from from Pansley twenty eight, and it says, "Came for the Grace talk, but these gals have me crying, <laughs> so I'm staying for the banter." She said, face down, so I put my face on the scanner is my favorite of all time. Ta- 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 oh my God, Bree's struggling today. Thanks for the giggles and laugh cries. Bree, do you remember the face down scanner story? Yeah, it was my life. It's going to be the title of my memoir. Face down. Well, yeah, what was it? It's going to be down. face down in parentheses, I put my face on the scanner. She thought that her retinas would somehow be red. Not my government. retinas, my face. Facial recognition. <laughs> I was thinking your retinas like in Spy Kids, you know, or like maybe something. like that too. Yeah, um, but they are coming out with technology that will do that. So I was just ahead you of the just, game. 
<laughs> so ahead of the game. Um, also, I wanted to mention that we said if we hit 200 reviews yes. that we would leave reviews for other podcasts. And tell you what you were reviewing. Yeah, and so I did this week. I you kept my it. promise. Um, I reviewed Radiolab. Nice. Um, because I feel like it's like what got me into podcasts. Um, I feel like if you've never listened to it before, they have so much content that you could probably spend. Like if you need another podcast to binge, if you're all caught up with this podcast and you've already re-listened to it like three or four times, listen to Radio Lab. So I left them a review. And actually I was reading some of their reviews and I was surprised that they don't have all good reviews. Interesting. Yeah. Do you listen to every episode of yes. Radio Lab? Because every time it comes out. I feel out. like I see them and I'm like, meh. No, I like listen their, every. Their descriptions are like, you know, very vague on purpose because usually mm-hmm. what the topic is, it's like something deeper. Yeah. But I'm like, well, I need more. I need to know if I'm going to like this. I'm really. I find that I always like it. Okay. I should give it a better chance. Yeah. So that's what I reviewed. That's perfect. Did you give them five scalpels? I gave them five scalpels and left a little note. Wow. And I like thought really hard about it. I don't remember exactly like, what I said. Because you thought Radiolab might read it. Yeah. On their podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they might contact me and be like, hey, do you want to read this on air? And I'd be like, absolutely. Is it an NPR? No. It's no, it's, um, <laughs> it's WNYC. Okay. Wow. You sound so smart when you say that. WNYC? Yeah. Um, also, your hair looks really nice. Thank you. It's so, so long. Just keeps growing. You guys, since we started the podcast, Brie has only gotten trims. Yeah. You haven't gotten any major no. cuts. And I just had a moment How of How many thinking, inches has it grown? A lot. Like six or like seven. Like six or seven inches. Think about how long mine would have been if I would have never cut it. But I feel like hair stops growing at a certain point. She's doing a drag queen. Like mine, right like mine <laughs> stops growing. It's still growing. Is it? Yeah. That's really nice of It's you. also probably because you're wearing a black turtleneck. So oh, that like, yeah. you know when you, I always think I have shitty hair, but then they put the um, little thing around you when you go to get a haircut. And the this cape? Is when, this is when my hair was long and- I would, I would think it wasn't blonde and wasn't long. And they would put the cape on. And I'd be like, oh, it's very blonde and it's very mm-hmm, long. Mm-hmm. I have to go get a haircut tomorrow, but I feel like I don't need one, but I don't know what to do. I'm just unhappy right now. I think it looks really good. It looks good because I blue dry, blow dried it. But the problem it is out. I don't want to do that all the time. And it looks really shitty if I don't. Well, I think that's the problem with short, short hair. I know. Because you have to do I your mean, hair every day. I mean, it took me seven minutes to blow dry this. Yeah, that's not long at all. But I used to be able to just air dry. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll get over it. Also, the bangs are, I think I'm going to grow them out. The problem is I either want bangs or I want no bangs. And that's not a thing. Like, they have to grow. They can't oh, just, I see. They yeah. can't just one day be the same length. No. And I, my hair only grows like an inch a year, so I'm, I'll never have them grown out. Well, I think they look really good, so Thanks. you have nothing to worry about. Thank you for helping me feel better. At least they're not like straight down the middle because then you'd look like V for Vendetta. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Um, okay, listeners, I have some thoughts. It's kind of Grey's related. Usually we don't talk about Grey's in this time, but I just feel the need to. Go so, for it. Uh, especially because we're going to be taking a break. So this is right. going to be my last catch-up. So oh, I, yeah, that's important, I think, to mention. Oh, yeah, that In the month of December, we will not be putting out any episodes, which also means that we will be pausing your Patreon. You will not get charged. Yeah, so— Unless it's your first month. Right, then you will be. Um but we will be recording in December. So we will be having co-hosts come on. So if you want to co-host, you should still sign up for Patreon. Yes, correct. 
So anyway, just want everyone to know that. Continue. So I spent yesterday working on my computer and I watched every single, well, I was like up to episode three of the new season, but now I'm all caught up. How many episodes are there? Like eight? Oh, and there wasn't one last night. Like six, um, seven? seven? Seven, I think. Okay. So here are some of my thoughts. <clears throat> and these are delayed if you're already watching the show. <clears throat> uh, love that they brought up Zola's spina bifida. Yeah. We just talked about that. Yeah. And I hope everyone saw in my note. It was beautiful. Yeah, that I referenced. Yeah. That so Derek episode. put in the shunt. Yep. And Tom Karasik just revised the shunt, whatever yes. that means. Yeah. I thought— I thought it was very timely, too, that you're like, do we ever hear about her spina bifida? Did you bifida? know when I said that out loud? No, oh, no. It okay. was like that week or something after we recorded that we it came up. We manifested Zola's yeah. spina bifida. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, I also loved, um, like, when DeLuca went to help Zola and she had that, like, I don't want to, or like, you're not my dad moment. Because I think we're too ready for it just to all go merrily. But, like, Zola ha- remembers her dad, probably. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. very much. And so I loved that the butterfly wings he held in an earlier season. I saw some pictures of that. He, um, like, fixed them. I he think he sewed them up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just love that they did that. And so most of my takeaways I'm about to share have to do with the consistency of Grays, where I feel like because we're talking about things that happened mid-show and, like, now, we can mm-hmm. see those. So another one is when Mare is in jail, she snores. Yeah. And her cellmate, like, wakes her up at, to yell at her. And that's something Derek, remember, used to stare yes. at her while she snored? Um also, just a note, that character was in Shameless. She played, like, the Russian thruple. She was—I couldn't can't think of her name. It makes me feel bad, but I loved her. Um, okay, also, DeLuca has that fight with Meredith after Meredith, like, skips out on her hours for working, goes for Zola's surgery, and puts out that article, all these things, and he talks about how she, like— not as self-harming, but she doesn't think before she acts. Yeah. And she's reckless with her own life, kind of. Yeah. And— I do think that this version of Meredith, while she's not promoting, like, stability for her family, I do think that she's making her choices with a stronger, like, reason other than I'm sad. You yeah. Know, like, like, she wasn't early, but I love that, like, to me, that's still Meredith. Like, she will always jump in front of a bomb or put her hand on it. Like, she's never going to think about herself before things. I totally agree. I don't think it's healthy all the time. No. I would say, like, the one thing that I've really noticed this season, and I think it's because, like, Meredith has to um, do community service and then was in jail, is the lack of stability that she's providing for her children. Right. And I, like, I wonder if that will come up at all. Because even I think about— And everybody—and I don't want this to be a judgment because everyone's families are different. And— But, I mean, since these kids have been born, there have been people in and out living in the home, which is great. Like, she's— Yeah, it's like a village. Yeah. But, you know, know, Aunt Maggie and Aunt Amelia are taking them to school. But then all of a sudden, like, DeLuca's doing this and DeLuca's in the hospital. I don't know. It just feels like if I were Zola, I would be acting out. Because I'd be like, (laughs) where is my mother? And why are there all of these people? right taking care of me. I I wonder, it's sort of like, not that I think that Meredith is different than her mother, but like Meredith's childhood was also like sort of raised by wolves. Yeah. And I, yeah, you're right. I wonder if they'll circle back to that. Also though, I do think in some ways there being different people in the house has actually been like weirdly consistent. Like those kids have always had like- Yeah, for sure. and, And whoever like taking care of them. But yeah, it's interesting how it like- yeah. It's definitely not. I just, I, I just really. Well, I, I even feel like I'm so, like, it's a theme even with like 
Teddy and Owen and his child. Yeah. And like, None um, of these yeah, Arizona and Callie's. Yeah. And like with like, um, and I love that they show that like not, you know, not just traditional families. families. Right. I think that's great. But like, I feel like all of the children, it just feels like there's not a ton of consistency yeah. with their parenting. I think that is also because the show isn't about the children. Right. They're pushing their parent storylines forward. So Correct. like, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not judging it. I just, like, I think, I the, I haven't thought about it at all until this season. And I was like, wow, a lot of these kids are probably like, from like a psychological standpoint, are probably really going to struggle with some <laughs> For sure. For sure. I do not disagree with you. I just was impressed with Grace because I, I think we're very quick in this new season to be like, oh, it's not good. We don't like it. But I'm like, actually, they're sticking to like their characters, the ones that have been in it forever. They're sticking to changed. the canon. Yeah. Like it very much like that is what Meredith would do. Like yeah. it's just a different version of sticking her hand on a bomb. You yeah. Know? Um, it's kind of like in that speech she just had with Christina, maybe like two episodes ago before she met with the social worker and she was talking to Christina and she's like, what do I do if I tell them that I told the shooter to shoot me if I put my hand on a bomb? Yeah. I feel like something listed in that could be, I did fraud to yeah. insurance fraud to get yeah. some, like all of those fall in the same realm. Yeah, I agree. Um. Also, oh, okay. I loved, I think it, not that it was ruined by Bailey being hormonal and sad, but I loved Tom Karasik's moment when he was talking about Halloween with his yeah. son. Because I think I was afraid of them, like, not making him, like, a likable character anymore just because he's angry about Teddy. But I, I liked that. The, I forgot. Like, I forgot that whole part. And I just thought that was a really good, like, vulnerable moment. I agree. Um, also, poor Bailey. <laughs> Bailey is struggling. Don't hit Bailey with the news. Yeah. Poor Bailey. I w- yeah. Amelia and Link are really great together. Oh, yeah. The, the gravity blanket. Yeah. I loved that moment a lot. Um, and then, um, like, her going out to dinner with his parents. Yes. And I thought that was really interesting too, where he gets like super upset that they're getting back together. And she like can recognize like you're upset because like they're making this about them. Right. Like they always make this about, about them, them and never you as their son. Yeah. And like, that's very insightful. I think. And I love too that she's like, we can run. Yeah. Like we can <laughs> we go. <laughs> yeah. I think she's a great partner. I, what did you think about, because it's funny, we're in the beginning of the first time we're going to talk about this episode, like Owen and Babies. Yeah. Which apparently now that it is season 15, we're 16, we still will be talking about Owen and Babies. Yeah. Um, I, his reaction to Amelia, and then like. It was really annoying to me, but I also kind of feel like it was very true to Owen's character. Yeah, like, yeah. And also like, I can imagine, I like, from my perspective, like if I was with, a, if I was married mm-hmm. to a guy and he told me that he didn't want children and we got divorced because <laughs> of it and then he got his his girlfriend pregnant, I would feel the exact same way. Like yeah. you just didn't want to have kids with me. This to maybe, maybe to me was the most like, okay, Owen, this makes sense that you're upset. You yeah. Know I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I don't think he handled it well. With he got like, over it fast. He did get, I was happy that it didn't drag out. Same. It was just in the episode. I mean, he didn't handle what was happening with his patient well. Like no. he was letting right. that bleed through into his patient care. And that's what really bothered me. But I think he was valid in feeling those feelings. Yeah, I think so too. And then 
like, I think it was also nice that Amelia, Amelia recognized, like, hey, this wasn't actually really fair of me to just show up to your work and drop a bomb like this. Right. I right. should have known that this was going to be a conversation. Right. So, I don't know. I thought I thought it was good writing. Yeah, same. I'm more into this. Maybe because I binged it. Like, I didn't have just one, and then, like, oh, that was dumb. Like, I yeah. have to watch, like, five in a row. And so, so you got to see a bit of story arc. Yeah, so I'm I'm back on the Grays train of the new Grays. Yeah. And I'm here for it. How do you feel about Bailey being pregnant? I'm good. I'm cool with it, because Ben's reaction to me— Oh, my God, was so great. Was, if if I ever am <laughs> pregnant and I, and I tell Jake, I, he better react like that. Yeah. I want— balloons. I want Yeah, and like fireworks. lifting you up. And yeah, I want everything. We're having a baby. I love when she was like, I'm dizzy. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it reminded me, what show is that where someone gets pregnant and they tell everyone in the store? Oh, there's a show where that, like how he was like, tell them, tell them. Oh, or that a is. movie or something. That is something. I can't, well, it'll come to me. But anyways, um, I, I liked it. So this season so far, so one things. out of ten scalpels. Where are you? Where are you landing? Oh, it's too soon. Okay, these episodes. I'm higher than a five. Great. Okay, that's lower good. Lower than an eight. Okay, so maybe a seven or a six. Six or seven. I also think it'll be interesting since we just. I feel like well, a few seasons ago, got done talking about Bailey like adjusting to being a mom. Yeah, I, I'll be interested to see how she does it this time around. Yeah, which will it be in this season. And I really hope nothing happens with Bailey. Yeah, I know we were talking with in a Zoom meeting, which. Shout out to Patreon because we were talking about previous episodes and what we were thinking was going to yeah. happen with Bailey. Um, people were thinking that maybe something might happen with Bailey's pregnancy because Amelia and Bailey are pregnant at the same time. And, and anywhere in Grey's Anatomy, you can't have two happy moments. <laughs> can't have two babies at once. Yeah. It's the golden rule. Yeah. So I, that would make me really sad. I also, um, I, I just want Bailey to, like, get better. Also, what's happening? Are they moving to the new hospital? Is everyone moving there? I, uh, every, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hope everyone comes back to Seattle Grace. But I can't imagine Karev leaving. No. Like, he's the chief of this new hospital. Maybe we'll have another merger. A merger. I'd love that. Also love that Karev is, just got married also. Like, yeah. They actually got married. Yeah. What did you think about her therapy? Oh, beautiful. Yeah. A, Rachel Bay Jones, who plays the therapist, was in Dear Evan Hansen and was the mother and made me sob. Oh. So, like, I love her no matter what. Yeah. And I just thought she was so good and I loved seeing, and now I'm, like, wanting to do that kind of therapy. Yeah. Uh, and I loved every part of it. I just loved the realization with, that she said, like, your body, when your mother pulled away, like, you, your body reacted. That was, yeah. like, mind-blowing to me. Trauma is a crazy though, like, thing. That is a fictional story. I'm sure it happens in real life. But like, I was like, wow. Yeah. Well, that like your body reacting to trauma. Yeah, it was really That it's cool. experienced. I liked it. Anyways. Yeah. Well, we're done now, right? We done. Yeah. That was, uh, that was the season finale. Okay. Before we take a break, I just think Abby and I were texting oh, yeah. about. This is a fun topic. Yeah. We were texting today about five people dead or alive that you would have at your like dinner table mm-hmm. is that what the thing is and i had a really hard time with this mine changes all mine changes all. okay so i want you to go first this is what you texted should me should we today. go one person one person okay like just so that sure. we take turns uh okay i got to pull mine up okay it was in a text to you okay first one for me jk rowling Oh, obviously. I just, I, I don't think that will ever leave your list. <laughs> no, no, no. She never has. I want to, I don't know if I just want to thank her. Yeah. Or if I, because I don't really have any more, que- <coughs> I don't have any more questions, but I think I just want to speak <coughs> to her. She's given you all the answers. Exactly. <coughs> and I just would love to speak with her and mostly give her a thank you. Okay. 
next for you? Share. Ooh. Same. <laughs> exactly what you said. I just want to thank her. She's given me all the answers. But I just. She would be. Do you feel like she would, though, like take over your table? Fuck no. She would be hilarious. We okay. would have great banter. She would be great. And then she might perform, maybe. <laughs> I just like, I have loved her. And she has. This like badass story, you know. She's had a crazy career. And she's had a crazy life. Decades. Yeah. So I would just like, I would wonder what wig she was gonna wear. Like it would be great. (laughs) Would you ask what her hair looks like underneath the wigs? I think that'd be disrespectful. (laughs) I think so too. (laughs) Okay, you're next. Uh okay. Uh Lynn Manuel Miranda. That's just so good. A he seems like the most pleasant. Like, I think he would talk to me. I'm, like, smiling thinking about it. (laughs) I think he would talk to me and make eye contact as if I'm the only person there. Oh, I'm sure he would. And he wouldn't make— And he would also be, like, so grateful that you invited him. Yes, and he would just be, like, and just, like, start, you know, rapping. I feel like he'd sit up, push up on his chair a lot, too. He does that in um, in talk shows. (laughs) When he's on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, my next one's Barbara Streisand. Mm. Just because she's the queen of everything. and Yours is very female diva oriented. Right it now. is. So the room might get a little <laughs> intense. Um, yeah. But like similar to Cher. I just like, I think she has a crazy story and she's like, like also I feel like both of them lived in a time where like men were dominating their, yep. their field. And yeah. they, yeah. but they were pushing through all of that and, Pushing boundaries and I'm expecting like Bette Midler to be your next one. I did think about that, but I did not put her on there. And Bernadette Peters. Yeah, but- that would, there would be wow. There wouldn't be enough room, and then me. <laughs> yeah, that, not enough. Too much woman. Yeah. Well, actually, never enough. But, yeah. Um. Okay. My my next three are where it gets fluid. Yeah. Because it's hard to nail down. Um. I also wish I could have the Obamas as a couple, mm-hmm. but I think that's breaking the law. So, <laughs> so I chose Barack today. Yeah. His voice and the cadence of his speaking. A, I just think I need to hear it again. Yeah. For like to remind myself that like once upon a time someone intelligent. Yeah, <laughs> spoke and also to us he and, just like is so kind. And, yeah, I feel like he again would look me in the eye and like just like Abby. <laughs> Abby. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, like that, and just like be interested in my work. Yeah, and just yeah. So yeah. Barack. And I feel like any other day, tomorrow could be Michelle. It's one or the other. Yeah. My next one's Oprah. (laughs) I thought about her too. Dude, I cannot even imagine being, and some people don't like Oprah, but my sister Catherine and I say all the time, like, I just love her. I love everything she does. I think she's actually like real. Like how she is is how she is. I listen to her podcast all the time. I loved her show. Like I, everything she said, and she's so real about like, spirituality, like, I feel like we'd really connect on that level. Like, yeah, she has a million gajillion dollars and can buy whatever she wants in, like, $7,000 sweatpants. But I feel like also she's, like, legit practices her meditation and, like, manifests shit. And, like, also had a really shitty childhood and, Mm -hmm. like, overcame all of that. And I just want her to, like, hug me. Like, I want to be in Mama O's arms. (laughs) I don't blame you. Yeah. Is Gail also on your list? Gail is not, but okay. Gail, Gail and Oprah could come together. Come that together. would be fine. They're like my Michelle and Barack. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is where it gets real iffy because I'm going to change one of mine. Um, I watched like eight episodes of Law & Order SVU today of yeah. the new season. And uh, spoiler alert, can I say it? Yeah. Olivia Benson is chief 
Now it feels so good. I was a. I felt like we've worked a long time to get here. Like twenty two seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, twenty six or something. It's insane. Yeah. So Mariska Hargitay. Yeah. I, say it? I just think her career is really to kind of like Ellen Pompeo to like stick in in your one thing and decide like, well, I'm not going to do other stuff, but I'm going to do this really well. Yeah. And make it meaningful. Like. Hasn't she got taken, like, training in, like— Well, yeah, because, like, people will reach out to her right. who have been, like, sexually assaulted. Right. Um, because her character is so— Believable. Like, yeah. And so she had to be trained in, like, how to handle Yeah. People. I just think she's great, and I feel like her real life— She goes to Broadway. She saw Hamilton, like, 18 times when it was and in she's New married to Peter—what's-his-name— the, she's married to, like, one of the lawyers on SVU. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to look up. And they've one. been married for a really long time, and they're super happy. Yeah, yeah. I just think uh, Mariska would be on my next list. Yeah. Um, my next one is Terry Gross. Oh. Because I feel like she'd interview me the whole time. Or <laughs> so you, I'd get a or, word in. Or she'd lead the round table. Yeah, she would be so good. And I just think she is— I'd get a word in. <laughs> she is the— best interviewer of all time. And I think she would facilitate really great conversation. And she's talked to so many people that I think she would have a lot of really cool insight. Yeah, I think so too. There was only one interview that I felt very weird about it. Her one with Lizzo. Oh, I didn't listen to that one. You should. She... She does something of the effect of, like, telling Lizzo about how she's brave for being naked on her album cover, which is essentially, you know, like, saying, Mm -hmm. like, whatever. But, and it gets a little, because Lizzo, Lizzo's like, "Uh, what? Like, oh, maybe Lizzo, like, calls her out in a way that I was like, oh, no one's ever called out Terry Gross Gross. before. It's a little uncomfortable, but they rebound and they're happily in great. Her voice is so soothing to me. It is outrageous. My fifth one it was Ben Platt, but it's really not anymore. I'm listening to him in a podcast right now, and he's great, but he is just not. I don't want to talk to him. I don't think. I don't think he'd think I'm cool. Okay. Um. So, oh, Lizzo is now thinking on my mind just because she would make me feel so great. Yeah. But I think I'm actually going to choose, and this is going to be so boring for listeners. I think I would like with those people I have my dance professor Sherry Barr. Oh, that's there, great. Who I haven't seen since I graduated, but who is like. I mean, danced with, like, Martha Graham, has just, like, danced with the legends of dance and is so, like, What about Debbie Allen? Oh, she probably... No, I don't want Debbie. <laughs> I love Debbie, but uh, I want Sherry Barr there because I think she loves all these people equally as much as me, and it would be, like, a great sidekick yeah. to have. Perfect. And I miss her. Um, That's really nice that you chose someone who's, like, not famous, but I, someone well, just special in I your life. Also, I panicked in the moment. Lizzo, if it has to be famous. Yeah, I love it. Um, My last one's Brene Brown. Oh, I knew she was going to be on your list. I was waiting for her. Yeah, because, I mean, imagine having all of these, like, super—and her and Oprah. I Also, Elizabeth Gilbert was, know, like, in the, like kind one. of in there. But, like, Brene Brown just bringing the round table, talking about vulnerability and, like, spewing out wow. the shit with Terry Gross. And, like, and then having, like, Cher, Barbara, and Oprah in there. I think we would Yours? solve the world. Yours is very powerful. Yeah, I think the house would blow up. We'd like, just start all of us, like, go up in flames. Like, there's, like, a like a strong feminine theme with yeah. yours that, like, I really like. You had yeah. no men are at your table. No, I didn't want any men. I wanted it to be a really powerful I like that. woman. The only men I chose, I feel like, table. have mastered their feminine sides. Yes, love it. <laughs> and nothing wrong with men. No, they're Maybe touch. a different round table I would, but this this one it's today. Driven. Yeah. That so, was fun. Yeah, I loved that. If you had to invite one Grey's cast member. Ellen Pompeo. That's, yeah, same. Okay. Yeah. Or Sandra. Or Sandra. Oh, fuck. 
Probably Ellen Pompeo because she's stuck it out this long. And I'd just like to talk to her about, like, what it means to have a career in one show for this yes, long. Yes, same. I think her and Mariska would have— A lot to talk who about. Who I'd love to hear the two of them talk. Yeah. Wow. I'm Things I'm wishing for. What is that? <laughs> uh, what's the roundtable? I always watch them on YouTube. Um, it's enter, not Entertainment Tonight. At the actor's table. That's what oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite videos. Okay, well, moving on. Let's get to Grey's, the finale. I guess, yeah. We'll take a little break. We'll be right back. All right. So season seven, episode 22. This is the finale. Unaccompanied minor. I said that word right. I was so, I, I've been like staring at it. So afraid to say. Unaccompanied. Yeah. I said it right, right? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, before we get into the monologue and the episode, um, we just want to give um, a, a little... Alert. A little disclaimer. A little disclaimer that um, this in this episode there is talk of abortion, and so we are going to discuss this in our episode. And um, whether or not, wherever you stand on the spectrum, yes, we want to respect everyone's opinions, and we ask that you do the same. So, if um, we would love for everyone to discuss this episode in the Facebook group, but we are just asking that if you have an opinion about this specific thing to be really kind and open to what everyone has to say, because we don't know where other people are coming from. We don't know people's stories and we just want to be welcoming and sensitive to everyone's beliefs. Yeah, I, I think it's also really safe too that if if you choose in your discussion about this episode, there's so much else to discuss. Sure. But if you choose to discuss that partic- particular topic to make it more of a discussion about the characters yes. and less about your own personal views also, just because we just don't know what anyone has been through and we really don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yes. Um, so when Brie and I talk about it, we're talking about Christina and Owen. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so. Yeah, because Abby and I have our opinions, um, but you know, for, this is a really hot button issue and it's not like we're trying to, um, uh, I don't know, steer away from it or not talk about uncomfortable things, but because it is so sensitive, we just want to be really inclusive in the conversation. Yeah. We want our, so a great way to talk about it is through these characters. And that's how we hope that you facilitate the conversation. Perfect. I love it. Perfectly said. Um, do you want to read the monologue? Sure. Okay. Okay, so. You can always popcorn it if you get sick of it halfway through. All right, or if I can't, like, pronounce (laughs) a word. (laughs) I can't go on. Um, I always said, let me start Also, I wanted to say I loved (laughs) this monologue. Yeah, it was, it's good. I always said I'd be happier alone. I'd have my work, my friends, but someone in your life all the time, more trouble than it's worth. Apparently, I got over it. There's a reason I said I'd be happy alone. It wasn't because I thought I'd be happy alone. It was because I thought if I loved someone and then it fell apart, I might not make it. It's easier to be alone. Because what if you learn that you need love and that you don't have it? Or excuse me, and then you don't have it. What if you like it and lean on it? What if you shape your life around it and then it falls apart? Can you even survive that kind of pain? Losing love is like organ damage. It's like dying. The only difference is death ends. This, it could go on forever. Meredith Grey. Ooh, woof. As an Enneagram 2, I felt like that was for you. That was oh, my like, God. That's like your worst fears. Oh, my God. Like, there was this thing on, like, an Enneagram. I think I sent it to you, like, when, like, 
each Enneagram is like struggling, like ask these questions, say these things. And for Enneagram two, it says, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to leave you. Like that's like one of the biggest things. I can't tell you how many times I've been drunk and I've like been fighting with a significant other and I've said, please don't leave me. (laughs) Right. And in my most vulnerable state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I really like the monologue. Um, Shotgun workup. We have Roland Hobart, who has Alzheimer's disease. Henry Burton, who him and he has diabetes and that yeah. other thing. Uh, Christina Yang, pregnancy. <laughs> that, that other thing. Chris Sarah Gordon, multiple contusions to mid-torso, large hematoma on the left temporal lobe. Yeah, there weren't a lot of patients in this episode. Right, there wasn't. Um, so for rounds, we have um, dealing with the re- repercussions of Meredith messing with the trial. So within that, we're going to kind of talk about Meredith's response, Derek's response, Krev's response, and Chief's. Yes. Um, Teddy is leaving for Germany and her interactions with Henry. Woo! And then kind of like, what happens in the end there? <laughs> um, Christina finding out that she is pregnant and the fight between Owen and Christina about that pregnancy. Um, Chief resident is posted. Meredith and Derek are granted temporary custody of Zola. And <laughs> then Derek is nowhere to be found. And then Lexi and Mark, Mark letting Lexi go and her begging him to leave her alone. Lots of, this is a sad finale. You know how yeah. And not, there it was, yeah. And not sad in that someone dies, but like, I don't know that anyone had a happy ending except, except Teddy, Teddy and, and Henry. Yeah. And well, really, let, well, like kind of Lexi and Avery and April, like they kind of did. Yeah, except April's was like, sad. shit, yeah, we'll get into yeah. it. First notes? Uh, my first note is, Oh, because Derek was like writing crib goes here. And I go, Derek is planning too far ahead. And then I said, any social worker would understand that the house is being built. I roll. Because yeah. like, she looks like, oh, my God, this house is in shambles. Yeah. And I'm like, you idiot. It's being built. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wrote, oh, the new house. And then I said, oh, yeah. it's so sad. It's gone. Yeah. Did she sell it? I don't know if she, I would assume she sold it. But I mean, she moved back into her do you Mom's think that house. was budget cuts? Do you think that? Yeah. Do you think that the they green were, screen of that beautiful <laughs> overlook, or yeah. even just like the two sets? Like they were like, "All right, we got to pay Ellen Pompeo more. We got to get rid of this house." Yeah, this house is too big. <laughs> yeah. So, um, where do you want to start? Let's start with something smallish, maybe. Let's just talk about Chief Resident being posted. Perfect. Um, well, first of all, I feel like it took Owen a while. They were like, "Isn't it supposed to be today?" Well, yeah, but then. The, I guess let's just say overarching thing in this episode is that a airplane, there was an air, airplane crash. Falls into the sound. Yeah. The Puget Sound. <laughs> is that, was that a yeah, line? That's the, no, the Puget Sound is the body of water in Seattle. Oh, I okay. Yeah. So that happened. She's like, a 747 fell into the sound. Yeah. So everyone's like preparing for all of these yes. patients to arrive, which they're are no survivors except for later on there's one. Yeah. So I think that's part of the reason why Owen isn't posting chief resident because there's going to be a like huge trauma going on. Correct. But everyone's like, why aren't you posting it? Why aren't you posting it? I think it's important. And I think this is just going to lead into our conversation about April throughout this whole, like supposedly going to be a big trauma coming in. April's put on triage. Yep. She is like stocking this, warming up blood, doing this. Like she is actually killing it again. Like she's good at trauma, I think. Yeah. But, um, it, it was a good lead up to like her, her eventually being named. I yes. Um, um, there is some talk where I don't remember what, is it Callie or someone says like, we all know it's going to be gray. Right. So, Everyone thinks that. And that's when someone says, like, I wouldn't be so sure. But. Yeah, because I think Callie says that to Arizona because Arizona's, like, still 
Rooting for Alex. Rooting for Alex. And she's like, everyone knows it's going to be great. So Chief Resident is posted and it's April. And Karev gets like pissed off about it. Um, and I wrote that Karev really fucked up by telling Owen about the trial because Owen was going to give it to Karev. But he will, um, but he ends up telling Karev that like, you're not going to be able to be a resource. Like no one's going to come to you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because you just sold out the most likable person in the hospital. I love that like, even though Karev maybe probably did the right thing ethically. Yes. Owen was able to look past that and be like, you sold out your friend. Yeah. Like, yeah, no one's going to come to you. You are now hated. Yeah. So you cannot be the person in charge. Right, exactly. And chief resident is supposed to be a resource for people. Yep. And I feel like that was especially like, I think Karev was feeling bad enough about selling Meredith out. Yes. Because they're friends. But I think now he feels even shittier because it didn't even get him what he wanted. Well, too, I think, like, if if we take it back an episode, like last episode, yeah, Karev— t- place. Yeah, Karev tells Owen this. He's drunk. He's been slinging back whiskey. Mm-hmm. And he— um, doesn't get the Africa thing because Lucy, Lucy takes it. it from him after he had— like, told her that he wanted to be— So he was in a really dark place. And so I think he just resorted to his shitty Alex ways and was like, yo, Meredith is fucking with shit. To, like, bring himself higher. Yes. And then it just didn't pan out the way he wanted it to. And then I think he woke up from his drunkenness and realized that, like, I do think he has transcended from that shitty version of Alex. Yeah. But he definitely, like, fell right into it when he was drunk. Yes. And and angry. And so— And now he has no one. No. And he's not chief resident. Right, exactly. So by telling Owen last episode, like, this is happening, he thought that would put me at the top. Right. I would then become chief resident. And Owen's like, no. No. (laughs) You screwed yourself over because I was going to give it to you. Yeah, which is equally hard to hear that. Yeah. Um, So April gets it, which I'm happy for her. I also feel like I do remember her. I can kind of remember how season eight starts and, like, how they all react to her doing it. But I love that Jackson congratulates her. For a second, I was nervous that April was going to, like, think that he was flirting with her. Yeah. Which, because that's next season, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Or soon. Yeah. I think season eight? Is Mark dead? I think it's season nine. Okay. Yeah, so I I just was really nervous. I was like, oh, no, April, he's he's with Lexi. Like, don't confuse this. But I love how April's like, yeah, like, everyone used to hate me. Like, look how far I've come. And he's like, oh, they're going to hate you again. I just feel so sad. I know. And it like the, um, yeah, well, like all of a sudden it comes across her face. Like she realizes like, oh shit, you're right. Like everyone's going to hate me. Yeah. So, So, but I mean, I'm happy. I think it should be her. Yeah. She's the best one for the job. Is this what, was Callie chief resident? Yeah. And then she got fired and then it became Bailey. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's when Kaylee got, Callie got fired when she was like, she got fired and, Divorced. like, George cheated on her and, like, a patient punched her in the nose. <laughs> yeah, she had a breakdown. Yeah. So is Bailey currently chief resident? And now what is she? Just a resident? No, she's an attending oh, now. she's an attending. Okay. Yeah, Bailey's an attending. I'm confused by the high— Someone needs to make me a pyramid. Yeah. I would really like to see <laughs> An that. Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yes, please. Um, okay. So that was an easy one to get out of the way. Yep. Should we talk about— Teddy and Henry? Or— I was going to say Lexi, Lexi and, and Mark. Mark. Let's do Lexi and Mark. Okay. So remember, like last episode, there's been a lot of lingering stares from Mark, just yes. looking over at her, and and Lexi's been looking over at him, and yeah. Meanwhile, Jackson's just trying to hang on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, how does this? Okay, this first happens because 
Mark makes a comment to Owen being like, oh, Jackson, you wouldn't consider him. He took his name out of the trial. And Owen explains to him that he did that because he thinks Chief has a chance of getting the Harper Avery and he won't with his name on it. And Mark is kind of like, oh, he's not a shitty dude. Like, yeah. he's a stand-up guy. Question for you, Bree. They haven't become buddy-buddy yet, right? Like, where no. he gets into plastics? That's next season. I think so, It yeah. has to be. It's Mark's yeah. next season. Okay, so this to me is the beginning of that relationship. Yes. Um, so, like, Mark sees that and then goes over to him. Did you write the quote? I did. Go for it. It says, Lexi's yours. Take her. Take care of her. I'll stay out of your way. That was, like, part of it. Yeah, and before, the first thing he says is, you're a good man, Avery. (laughs) Just like— You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Um, I just wrote—takeaway from that, I was like, is this when they become besties? I think it is. I think, yeah. Because he becomes like, well, I love Mark Sloan. I love too Avery's like, I mean, I already have her, but thank, <laughs> well, thank you. you. <laughs> like, um, and so Avery ends up, is it Avery that tells Lexi or Mark yeah, tells Lexi? No, Jackson does. Okay. He says that Mark gave her to him. Like, and she was like, that's a little like paternal. Yeah, and, like weird. Yeah. Um, so then at the end. It's really heartbreaking because to me, this is the last sentimental moment between the two of them until they're dying. Yeah, and and so Mark kind of brings up, like, you can go, whatever. And Lexi ends up telling Mark that she loves him and that she will always love him, but she doesn't want to because she wants to be happy. And, like, he got everything he wanted. Why won't he let her have what she wants? Right. The, I have part of the quote yeah, that I'll just read. It. it says— I love you and I am always going to love you. I want to be happy. And if you keep pulling at me, I'll come back to you. You Oh, that part. Yeah. You got what you wanted. You got a family. Please just let me have what I want. And he says, I'm letting you go, Lexi. And then he says to her, that means you have to walk away. Because they're both like just standing there. Yeah. It's like that. It's just so, it's stupid because they both love each other. But okay, here, okay, we'll get into this when we talk about Christina and Owen. To me, they're a good example of like, Yes, they love each other, but they want different things. And they're choosing that, like, because we want these different things, like, we're not willing to sacrifice them. So we aren't, we can't be together, even though we love each other. Yeah, that's the difficult thing like about love. What Christina because, and Owen should yeah, maybe do. Because if you're unwilling to compromise on things, which sometimes you shouldn't. Yeah, you don't have to. You know, then you can't, then you, it becomes a... Uh, toxic relationship to right. try and stay in it. Yeah. Because the person is never going to be able to meet your needs. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to wow. be able to meet their needs. I, feel- I went to therapy yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the show gets better sometimes when we can like find these connections. Yeah. Um. So yeah, as much as like as a viewer, we're like, oh no, be together. I actually think it's a very like adulty decision. Yeah. Leads and to- then I think later on, Lexi realizes like, oh, I do want to be a part of that life. Like, I think she just grows a little bit and realizes, like, she has a little more space in her life for that, and she wants that. And, like, that's fine. But, like, in this moment, she's like, I don't want that, and I love you, so you have to leave me alone because my love for you will just pull me back in. It was so sad when he said it. It's kind of like when Mare was like, quit looking at me. Yeah. I can't stop staring at you. (laughs) Oh, maybe I can role play that with Jake sometimes. (laughs) Ooh, with your on-call room t-shirt on? Yeah, that's what I wear to Extra large? (laughs) Double, 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 extra large. Down to your ankles? (laughs) That we can have sex inside of it. (laughs) 
Sexy. That was what we talked about. It's our selling point for mm-hmm. that t-shirt in mm-hmm. like season two. Okay. Mine uh, shrunk and it's like really tight on me. Now. Yeah. Mine's tight on the belly. Was, yeah. I'm like, no. Did I, I gain weight or did it shrink? Because it's a men's large. Yeah. Stupid. It is, Sizing is not okay. As it should be. <laughs> no. Um, okay. I think that's all. I think next two. time we do merch, we should do sweatshirts. Like crew neck. Crew neck. So we can replace our Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Not replace. But no. mine is getting a little matted and it got a little <laughs> shrinky or maybe I gained weight. No, it shrunk. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Bitch, it thank, shrunk. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, okay. Moving on. Teddy. Are we doing all like the light ones I feel first? like it. Okay, so Teddy. This one makes me happy. Yeah, so Teddy is, um, he, okay, Henry is going to miss Teddy when she moves. I thought it was so funny that when, <laughs> when <laughs> that yeah, when Henry and or Teddy's saying um, Andrew's name. Henry goes. First, he calls him Arnold. <laughs> Wait, I'll say I'll say the name and you make the noise. Ready? You're leaving me to be with Andrew. <laughs> it's like a crowd. He, he thinks he's like some hero. Also, before he that, says he's a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he comes and sweeps in and like yeah. you know counsels all these people and then goes. Um, I love though that Teddy apologizes for not being there for his surgery and Henry says. Don't be sorry for not being here for surgery, but be sorry for the, all the time afterward you're not going to be there. Yeah. Which, this is like Henry has now, all of his, like, kindness is gone and he's just sassy. And um, and then he, she's like, you're being annoying. And he says, my wife is leaving. I'm allowed to be annoying. Is it, Does he say this, you're my real best friend? Yes. Or only. It's or like yeah. Real or, yeah, but he, yeah, he's like, you're my only best friend and you're, you're leaving me. Which is so sad. So then... Well, and then there's the the trauma comes in, and I, I thought this was interesting, but Teddy doesn't end up going, like, flying because of the right. trauma. And she also finds a way for Henry not to get pushed behind in the line of surgery. Yeah. I thought that was, like, <clears throat> she really just cares. And she's like, you know, you tell them this, you do that, and that will make you first in line. Right. Um, well, so then, like— with the airplane, they end up realizing, like, there's no survivor. So all of these doctors have to tell all of these Ugh. family members that they lost people in the plane crash mm-hmm. or whatever. And so it was, like, a really tough two hours. So Teddy brings pudding to Henry. Yes. And um, Henry was, like, pretty nice the first scene we saw them together. Mm-hmm. Like, he was sad, but he was, like, go Respectful. be with— yeah, yeah, go be with Andrew. And then, <sighs> and then she comes in and she's, like— upset and he's like why are you here and she's like well I brought you pudding and I just had a really rough two hours and he was like I was nice before and now I'm gonna have to be an asshole like get the hell out get the hell out of here like I'm not you're wait I have a a line um do you have it because I only have part of it but I don't have the whole thing yeah um let me see it's right after the Jackson and Lexi's oops Okay. Um, we learned during whatever the, the speech is that he's had 82 surgeries. It's like something like pain isn't. Oh, he says to her, I'm not your best bud. I'm not your security blanket. And I thought that was like really fair yeah. of him to say. Because imagine what that would feel like. You just confessed your love for someone, and they come back because they had a hard day, but I'm leaving, and I just wanted to say goodbye one more yeah. time. Like, you I'm are— I'm not your comfort place. Yeah, you like, are only using me to make yourself feel yeah. better. 
Like, just like how she would come over after dates. Right. And, right. you know, I'm happy how it ends because she realizes, like, oh, you're not just my security blanket either. Like, I love you. I, and I think Henry was okay with it in the beginning because he thought there was still a chance that they would be together. So sure. he was willing to be that, like, comfort blanket for her. But once she committed to going to Germany, he's like, well, I'm done. Yeah, and we need a divorce and you can't just walk all over me. Also, I thought it was so sad when he, he says something like, this hurts more and I'm a guy that's had 82 surgeries. Oh. Like, we forget, I think, that he has this, like, chronic yeah. illness. Um, it's really sad. So she leaves cry- I mean, like, when he yells at her, she yeah, starts crying yeah. on the bed and she leaves. But then at the end of the episode, do you want to talk about it? Because mm-hmm. I feel like these are your I love people. It. So why do I have... Oh, and it's, it's like an emotional piece <coughs> of the episode, too, because it's... We'll talk... I think we should talk about the plane crash mm. just because I, I thought it was a really beautiful storyline. But this is, like, after Mrs. Gordon arrives and everyone rushes to help her. Teddy goes in. So there's, like, music. Teddy goes in and asks Henry to stand up, and he doesn't want to. And they have this, like, awkward, close thing where they, like... Mm-hmm. She's staring at him, and she pulls him closer, and then they kiss. And she says... You're my husband, and I think I'm falling in love with you. I love that their relationship is so backwards. Like, yeah. they were husband and wife first, and now they're falling in love. Yeah. Um, so I like that it was, like, phrased that way. And then she kisses and him. And then she kisses him. She chose him. Yeah, not so Andrew. Yes. Bye, Andrew. See ya. Not much of a rock star. <laughs> Talk about a bad day. He just had to tell 80-some or however many people that they're— families died and then yeah and then his girlfriend left him and is not coming to Germany with him because he's like let's just like go never go get a fancy hotel and never get out of the bath which sounded amazing (laughs) I was like yes go do that men in real life don't propose that that often no no they're like I need to go home go to bed I need to drink a Bud Light I gotta take a shit yeah I gotta take a shit drink a Bud I gotta drink a Bud Light while I'm taking a shit and then I gotta get in that bed that's exactly what Jake said (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Um, yeah, no, no man has ever been like get in and the tub. And if they with are, me. they're probably rapers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably like some dude in a bar. I mean, actually, hey, let's go lock ourselves in a hotel room, and I'll murder you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. I'm sure there are moments. I'm I don't sure know when I, I lived at Fuller. Sharing. When I lived at Fuller, we had this amazing bathtub, and I had. So many Man baths shooters? with so many different men in really? that, that one year I lived there. You've taken baths with men? So many men. Yeah. But it was my doing. I I'd be like, even, let's take a bath. I don't even know that I, well, A, are about to Are you kidding me? I can name at least seven men I've taken <laughs> baths <laughs> Wow. I'm yeah. jealous. Yeah, it, it is fun. It is. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's incredible. You're like Meredith and Derek. They yeah. Baths. Yeah, it's fun. Wow, I just I couldn't do it in this tub though because it's so tiny. That's what I mean. You'd be like, "Get the fuck <laughs> off of me!" <laughs> also, it's with a partner. I'm cold. And my <laughs> my boobs would be out. I'd just be like, "My boobs also are because cold." Because it's now with a partner you've been with for so long. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Just don't." Yeah. Like, if I'm gonna take a bath, I'm gonna do it alone. And I was actually just about to say, maybe Jake has said something like that, but I've been like, "Ah, oh, fuck you, no!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I have to. Yeah, remember. after you just shit and drink a Budweiser, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. So, anyways, life's beautiful. <laughs> Um, Speaking of relationships. Um, let's talk about some ones that are in turmoil. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about the trial? Should we talk about Christine? I feel like we should talk about the trial and Marindere and Zola together. Yeah. So, so maybe we should talk about Christina. Let's just get into it. Okay. So Christina is like um, talking to a patient. Oh, yeah, I loved how it got brought up. Yeah. She's talking to a patient and asking when her last um, menstrual cycle was. And the patient like is like, 
don't know. And so she's like, I don't know. Like, think about when the last, maybe you ate like these green cookies and were really grossed out. And it was like St. Patrick's Day or something. And she's like, yeah. And then I think my last one was Easter. And you can see it on Christina's face that she's like, holy shit. I can't remember the last one. My last one was. Yeah. Also, just a note that that actress is then in Scandal along with Scott Foley, who plays Henry. Oh, really? So like this, and I thought she would have a bigger part, but she doesn't. But this is literally like her first appearance within a Shonda show. Oh. And then she's a main character in Scandal. Oh, Scandal. I was thinking Shameless. Oh, yeah. Scandal. So, okay. Um, yeah. So I love the way Christina brings that up. And then I love the way that she just like marches over to Lucy. And we find out right away that she is six weeks pregnant. Yeah. I also really liked. Well, okay. I have a couple things in here that like. She, Christina tells Owen like pretty much right away. Yeah, thank and I, I said, I do not remember this happening so soon. But then like when I remember her later on, like being in Meredith's place, I was like, okay, I guess I do remember this. But I guess going through season seven, I did not expect this, this storyline right. and the season finale. I completely, I think I just, when I think about this season finale, I think about the trial right. and Meredith being with and Zola. Right. I don't think about Christina being pregnant. So this was a lot for me. To me, I wrote, oh God, here we go. The beginning of Owen and Babies, which yeah. means we'll be talking about this now for the next like nine seasons. Um, it was just very cringeworthy. I'm trying to open a bottle of wine, everyone. So, so sorry for the, the, the You're clinking fine. You're noises. Fine. I'll talk for a second. Yeah. Um, I just think that, like, especially the line, um, Chris, first of all, props to Christina for just straight up telling him and yep. not dragging that out. Okay. Also, it's very cringeworthy the way how, like, Owen's reaction, this, this whole episode, especially to me when she said, I don't want to have a baby. And he said, well, you have one. To me, that was just, like, the crutch of it all. Like, mm-hmm. there's the problem. Right. My first thing is, like, you can tell that Christina's, like, Christina's coming to Owen in a state of panic. Yes. Like, I don't want this. And his response is happiness and mm-hmm. excitement and joy. So right there, they have two different opinions yes. about what is going on. And so you know this is not going to go well. Also, they are going to miss each other completely. Also, we have to remember that, like, Christina and Owen have already fought about this. This right. is not the first time that this has come up. Right. So Christina's really upset about it, and Owen asks her to just, like, just to hold off and Take just, like, pause. think about it and, like, allow for a conversation. That irritated me a little bit, but it didn't bother me as much as some other stuff later on. I was like, okay, I think that's fair as a partner yeah. to be like, there's a lot going on right now. Like, right. let's pause. Let's let's think about this. So, okay, we're like still okay right now. I also, in that same conversation, in that say, like in the long call room or whatever, she Christina says, I don't hate children. I respect them. I think they should have parents who want them. Yeah, I, I thought that I wrote that down too. I think that's a I really like that great line. line. Um, Owen says to her too, he says, um, why would I want to do something that makes you miserable? Like, because he's talking about like, I know you've talked about like, this will make you upset. Like, I I love you. Why would I want to make you miserable? And he says, but I think there's a way. And then, um, like- and then she says like, I don't want a baby. And that's when he says- well, you have one. And she says, are you getting all lifey on me? And and then I don't want one. I don't hate children. I respect right. them. I think they um, should have parents who want them. 
Um, And then he says, I want them. Maybe you could too. And then I was really starting to feel some things. And I think, and I'm just going to say this from the beginning, my main issue about this, and they sort of established this in their last argument. They are both, they have such strong opinions towards this that that neither of them are willing to compromise. And so if that is the problem, you should not be together because if you want children, you should be allowed to be with someone that also wants them and help you have that. And if you don't want children, you deserve to be with someone who respects that decision. Mm-hmm. And so like, ultimately, we I feel like you can already tell no one is going to win in this in this like situation. There's and no we've winners. T- yeah, and we've talked about this before in the podcast that like, you have said they should have just never ended up together. No. Like, they should not have gotten married. They have, like, this is a core issue. A core value, yeah. <laughs> a core value that they just don't align on. Right. Um. Later on, um. Christina ends up saying, like, it's a baby. I'm not a monster. If I have a baby, I'll love it. And he kind of, like, smirks at her. Yeah, and, like, laughs. And laughs. And he's like, oh, so you're afraid you're going to love it. Like, we can work Like we can work on that. And then she says, like, I don't want to be a mother. And I was like, that is it. Mm-hmm. Like, there it is. Like, right. that is all that there is in this conversation yeah. is I don't want to be a mother. Yeah. She's like, she's not a bad person. You should person. not have to be a mother if you do not want to be a mother. No. And she's even saying like, I, I appreciate too, like, I'm not a monster. Like, I will end up loving this child, but I don't want this. Right. I thought that was a really insightful thing too, that like, yeah, like Christina's like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Like, I don't hate. I just, I love that line. I'm going to keep repeating it. But like, if I have a kid, I will love it, but I just don't want that life. Yeah. And Owen sees it as like, oh, there's hope. Right. She knows if she has a kid, she'll love it. But she is drawing a line. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was interesting. Owen offers to take leave and that he'll he'll raise the baby and all that. And I, I kind of laughed in current race because he is taking leave, yeah. sort of, for yeah. Teddy. Um, so ultimately, I feel like Owen does get what he wants. But the problem is, too, I feel like, you know, and like we, like you said, like each of them are allowed their opinions mm-hmm. and like their core values, what they they want out of their lives. But I feel like Owen isn't listening to anything no. Christina is saying. He is just coming up with counter arguments that are actually not resonating with Christina. And he is, um, and then when those stop working, he shames her. Yeah. And we talked about this before we started podcasting. And I think that's where I get really upset with Owen is when he starts shaming Christina about the choice that she wants to make with her own body. Right, right. That's where it it, it completely, like, no longer do you respect what he wants. Like, not what he wants, but, like, the way he's going about it is just not— Yeah. Just, you don't shame people. You don't use shame as a weapon. Yes, and that is— um, and, and it starts to become—it starts to feel like manipulation. Right. And— even though I, he like laughs, yeah, and, and I and it's like joyful about yeah, it. Yeah, but I I think I think it's important, and I I honestly do believe that Shonda or whoever wrote this wrote Christina's character as someone who truly knew what they want mm-hmm. about their reproductive rights. You know what I mean? Like I really yeah. feel like. Yeah. 
Like it's okay to be a woman and not want to be a mom. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's an important, I think it's a really uncomfortable storyline. Yeah, it is. Um, Even like watching it, like with some of my family members and stuff, I feel like it's an uncomfortable storyline. Well, do you think, I would say like blanket statement that Grey's Anatomy has a a very like left feel. Sure. Because Shonda and the writers are clearly like, yes, especially, especially in the newer seasons. But I, I wonder, though, too, if maybe the beauty of this uncomfortable storyline is that there are people who could watch this and feel for Owen. Like, and, Well, and I do feel for Owen. Right, right. Well, I do, too. I guess I'm, I don't want to make it sound like I'm not. But I think what is really good about this show is that they're writing a very complicated storyline where both sides kind of have— like, both sides have uh, validity. Well, and also, I think, too, they're writing a storyline that is truth that nobody wants to have an abortion. Yeah. Period. Yes. Yeah, there you go. No That's one is, like, out here, like, one. I'm very, like, ecstatic that I have to have an abortion. It's a very difficult decision, and they are writing a storyline like that. Christina doesn't want to hurt Owen. Mm-mm. And she doesn't want to be a mother. She doesn't want to be pregnant. Like, she right. doesn't want to be in this right. situation. Which, like, I also think blanket statement, like, maybe birth control should be better. Yeah, like, I, I they don't do even think— talk about that. I think that's—yeah, I do think that's interesting that they don't reference, like, you know, like, you didn't use a condom or, like— Yeah, or, like, like I should be on—you know, I, I wonder— suspicious. I think about—well, I think about, like, her getting really drunk and stuff. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. if there's been some, like— I, because we well, had some— You know Owen wouldn't purposely put on a condom. Also, he'd be like, oh— I'm not going to wear one. Because, yeah, prob- you know I mean? honestly, like, probably. Yeah, so who knows? I don't want to put, we don't know that part. But yeah, just blanket statement in grace. No one seems to quite understand birth control. Quite well, yeah, there's a lot of like unplanned pregnancy in Grey's Anatomy. And um, in the Facebook group, someone brought, com- that yeah, brought that up about like um, contraception doesn't fail that often. <laughs> right. If you're like, you like it's User. usually user error and right. like, if in their doctors, so they should like know these <laughs> right, things, right. and and granted, like it happens, but and honestly, it probably happens so we can have this uncomfortable storyline totally. that is important for us to be able to discuss. So totally. great. Let's talk about the scene when um, Christina comes back into their apartment at the end of the day, and she says to Owen, "Like I want you to re- like how do you love me?" Yes, he's like yeah, I love you. And, and I feel like he's thinking it's like, oh, she's come around. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, uh-huh. I love you so much. She's like, and she says, I want you to remember that. And then she says that she made an appointment. And you know what I thought was really interesting? Yes. She, and I put this in my notes. She chose to say, I made an appointment to terminate the pregnancy. And she didn't use the word abortion. Right. Later on. And I was like, she says that to Meredith, but I didn't remember her saying that to Meredith. So I was like, interesting. Did they use that in the script? Like, is abortion, abortion is a big word. You know what I mean? Um, And so I was like, oh, like, I wonder if the writers didn't want to use the word abortion. So they said terminate. Terminate the pregnancy. But then she ends up saying it to Meredith. So I just think- it's softer language. I wonder if even to Owen, it was personal. Do you know what I mean? Right. I think, um, yeah. And then- who says the line, oh, Christina, she says, this isn't pizza versus Thai. Like, in, in talking about, like, food. Well, because he wants her to compromise. Right, right, right. And she says, this isn't pizza versus Thai. I am saying no. Well, because he says, you don't decide this without me. That Unfortunately. Uh, that is the part <laughs> that just, like, I have eek yeah, next yeah, to yeah. it. 
It's like she listened to a conversation all day long. She said her opinions. Mm -hmm. He obviously wasn't listening to what she had to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be fair, maybe she wasn't listening to what he had to say. But at the end of the day, it's her body. And so, and then it, it is that part where, it, like, I feel in the pit of my stomach when she screams, I am saying no. Mm-hmm. And it's like all of this frustration all day of like, you are not listening to me. I am not going to be a mother. Right, I'm saying no. I am saying no. Also, and for the audacity of him to then say, get out. Then all he can, tells her to get out. She bought that apartment. All I can think about is he fucking choked her and he oh, yeah. like, tried to kill her and she took care of him, put his <laughs> wet ass body in the shower when he was yeah. wasted, bathed him, to, like was in therapy with him. Like for all that she has done for him, the audacity of him to kick her out is so, it almost reminded me of, although different because I felt like Derek, I guess sort of had a right to kick Addison out, but it, the cruelty of like when Derek was kicking Addison out of the apartment and she was out, you know what I mean? Like it was just to kick someone out of your home. Your home. That's unfixable. Well, and two, like she fucking bought this home. <laughs> right. To me, it's one thing if like you choose, I'm going to go to Meredith's, but like if Jake ever, or vice versa, like, there's no kicking someone yeah, out Yeah, get the, the fuck out of you our home. You sleep in the guest room or yeah. you, whatever, but, like, to get out of the Or house. I'll go. Right, Like, right. you know, like, I can't be here with you. I'm going to go get a hotel. Yeah, it was rough. I didn't like it. And I think that is the moment. I wrote in my notes, that is the moment. This is why I hate Owen. It was really hard to watch. I could, I can even, like, I can sit here and talk about, like, okay, he's— shaming her and he like he wants a baby and like all these different things I can have a conversation but the minute he tells her to get out when she made a choice for herself that's when I was like no I just I like who would also want to raise a child with a man who's willing to kick you out over making it like it's just like yeah it's a little too harsh and it I'm just again he choked her let's not forget lest we forget (laughs) It's a real, it's really uncomfortable. And I like, it's obviously going to go into next season, but I think it's an important storyline. And I think that like, so Christina was pregnant before. Yeah. Does he know that? I'm not sure, but like that she, but she miscarried or like it was an atopic pregnancy or whatever, you know? And so we, we knew she didn't want to be pregnant or whatever, but this is different that she's choosing it. And I feel like, this is one of the first shows on like cable TV yeah, that really addresses yeah. and shows abortion. Right, because they kind of did it with Addison, but it happened in the past. Yes. It wasn't like happening yeah. in real time. Also, I think it is such a great contrast that her and Mare are best friends to where like Mare is trying to get pregnant yes. and ends up having to adopt. And I also think it's beautiful that they can be friends despite those decisions. Yes. Like, cause I think like you would think, oh, the woman trying to get pregnant would be mad at the woman who is aborting the, you know, but that's not true. Right. Like, like and so I, I also think that that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. But. So Christina end up, ends up going to Meredith, which we'll get to that scene later after we, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say about this? 
Uh, I thought, I I just want to say like, like to round it out, I think that both of them had really great lines on both sides. Yeah. You know, like I think Christina said some really powerful things about not wanting to be a mother, not hating children, you know, and I think Owen said some things that were like his truths of like, I think we can find a way to make this work and like I can make this not be a burden on you and I really want this and like I want to find a way for this to work for both of us. Um, So I think there were like, there were truths on both sides. I I think there's a universe where like, yeah, like and Christina knew this. If they did have the kid, they would survive and be fine and happy and love. So that's what I think is what is so beautiful about this episode and the storyline is that like, again, neither party, their opinion is wrong. It's just the way it went about it. It's disrespectful. And ultimately like Christina gets to choose. Yeah. Yeah. So my body, my choice. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So, so it's insane though, that like Owen is still mad about babies in season six. I know it just keeps (laughs) going and going and going. Two and a half. If you count Amelia and Lynx, cause like he's going to be an an uncle to that one. And there's like so many complicated like crossovers and like you're my stepmom and my foster mom, (laughs) but you're my like cousins, uncles, like, yeah. Also question, what is Meredith? Also, wait, I'm sorry. Does anyone have a workplace like this where everyone is so connected and like everyone's uncle and everyone? Sounds fun. Yeah, it does. Okay. Let's talk about the, let's talk about the trial, which will lead into the Zola. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, great. So... Um, first of all, the episode starts with Meredith telling Derek, because she's sad about this new Alzheimer's client because they're a family and there's kids and mm-hmm. it's like, and, and he's like, if you don't want to do it, like, I'll go do it. And she's like, no, 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 I'm your colleague. Like, I want to be treated like a colleague, not your wife. Like, yes. this is, I'm on this trial. I can do this right away. Sets the tone. For I thought, yeah, when I heard that, I, I was, was like, like oh, fuck, he's going to use that against yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Treat me like a doctor. Right. Um, so Owen approaches Derek, says that he has to talk to him about the trial. It's better if Meredith doesn't come. (laughs) Were you surprised when he then goes to Meredith? So Owen doesn't really know specifics because Karev doesn't know specifics. Right. I wasn't surprised that Derek did that. I think he was like, I think now that they're married to, I think he was, and I, no, I don't think it has anything to do with marriage. I think it honestly has to do with, like, if this doesn't have to get fucked up, I don't want my trial to get fucked up. So, Meredith, just tell me what I need to know, and we'll fix this. And she's— I saying, don't even think it's about helping Meredith. I think it's about helping his trial. True, for sure. And I think, though, that she's protecting him by saying, like, if I tell you, you're liable. Right. And if I don't tell you, then everything's fine. Like, yeah. you know— Um also, I laugh that they're always threatening that the FDA will never approve anything for this hospital But they keep again. doing it. And it's never. <laughs> Nothing's happened. ever, like, panned out in that way. Um, she fires her, sort of, at yeah, first. Yeah, I was like, Mayor just lost her job. <laughs> yeah, I was confused. So she's mad at Krav. She's like, I want your shit out of my house. Right. Like, by the end of the day. Yeah, oh, which ends up being really sad. Yeah, we'll get to that. But, um... Christina also finds out that Meredith messed with the trial through Owen. Yes. Not through Meredith herself. Um, so she doesn't admit anything to Derek. She doesn't admit anything to Chief. Um, and then Karev has to give a written report about everything he saw with Meredith. And Karev's kind of like, I don't think that's necessary. Like, I don't want to do that. 
He tries to go back on his story and say that he had too many drinks. And I liked when Owen says, if you didn't think this yeah. through, then you're as dumb as you think she is. Yes. Like, you dumbass, essentially. Yeah. Also, right before that— um, Oh, and he also says he wanted her to not be chief resident, not be fired. Right, which, like, you don't get to pick that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I loved the scene where Christina approaches Karev and says, like, hey, like, no one will help you if you need help again. Like, basically, like, what the fuck did you do? Like, we stick together. Like, something about a burning house, like, if you're in it, don't expect anyone to help you. Yeah. And I like that because I feel like even with Izzy, they, like, stuck together as a story. Like, yes. With, I don't know. Well, in, in like recent grays where like um, Richard and Karev and Meredith all say like, I did, I committed the fraud or whatever and they all get fired. Right. Like they all stuck together. This is like the first time that Karev just did it without. Yeah. Yeah. So Karev has to write a report. And so Chief is pretty much telling Meredith, like, even if you don't say anything, we're going to figure out what like cases Karev was on. We'll figure out what day it is. The we're timing. going to figure out who it was. Meanwhile, we're all like, oh yeah, you figure it out. Yeah. You're going to see You're exactly gonna know. what it was. And then we, then Richard is like, it was Adele. Derek, it's, it was Adele. It was Adele. <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, Chief admits that he basically pressured Meredith yes. to do it. I was like, thank God. And he says, we both pressured because you remember that scene and we called it out when Derek is like, but it's Adele. Like, like yes. he's like, should, and she's like, no, we can't. Yeah. Chief is happy Meredith did it. He like he pretty much thanks thank her. You. Yeah. And she's like, I know, I know. Um, and so. So then there's this conversation with Derek and Meredith. I have some lines from it. One of them. When is they're that, in the locker room? Yes. Fuck. I know. So this is hard. Again, I have these this two. is almost like a Christina and Owen. Like neither of them are willing to back down. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, they get through this. But Meredith says that things are more complicated than right or wrong. She says, it's complicated that we had a drug. Well, in a- can I just oh, say yeah, before that, see. Derek says, how is it that you don't know the difference between right, right and wrong? wrong? Yes. So he asks her that and then go ahead. And then she says that there's. Things are more complicated than right or wrong. It's complicated that we had a drug in a box that could help her. I am sorry that I messed everything up, but I would do it again. Yeah, and right before that, she says, and I love this line, she says, because I don't believe that things are simply right and wrong. Right, she sees gray. Yep, that's what, that is exactly what I wrote. I said, she is always living in the gray. Derek is a black Black and white white. person. And what's really complicated is you... As a black and white person, you will never understand someone who lives in the gray. I don't think you can choose it either. Like, I think I'm a black and white person. I think I'm a gray person. Yeah. And so, like, I also, like, I think you can try and you can learn and you can stretch yourself to find gray and to whatever. But I think that that is really hard. So, I'm, like, fine with Derek, like, disagreeing with her until he says that he doesn't think he can raise a child with her. Yeah, and then she was like, so now you're saying I'm going to be a bad mother. And he was like, you've been you've saying, been it, saying all it all along. It's such a low blow. I was like, blow. that is, that's what I wrote. I wrote such low blow. <laughs> a low blow. Because that is, okay, this is the problem with with relationships and being so close to someone is you know. Where the, to, what to you say. You know where to stab them. Yeah. And you know they're, um, deepest insecurities and her deepest insecurity is that she is going to be like Ellis and she is going to be a bad mother and he is so mad mad at her he just told her that which I honestly don't think he believes I don't think he does either I think he's gonna sleep in his sleeping bag realize he was a jerk and then like yeah I mean he's mad and he needs space but he just said some things that are not nice 
Right. And me, like literally seconds later. They are granted temporary custody of Zola. Right. They can take her home today. And it's funny because Karev is talking yeah, to that, the social worker. Sad. Like She's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just like, this isn't about that. I'm Zola's doctor. She needs antibiotics and she can go home. And um, did you notice on the slip, it said her prescription and then it said, sorry. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So he like shows her, I feel like this is Karev's way because of trying to apologize. Yeah. Like by, by also probably saying nice things to the social worker yeah. and like, yeah. you know, whatever. But yeah, on the little prescription thing, it said, sorry, with a sad face. Which, like, that does not solve the problem. Yeah. But, like, again, Karev is a complicated human that is really bad. I feel like he's just not healthy yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's him trying to fix it. Um, so this leads into Meredith taking Zola home. And so that nurse, oh, I felt so bad, too. There was all this, like, extra uh, stuff that this nurse was like. That nurse was great. Oh, yeah. But she's <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know, we have parents who are in the NICU and then they they don't, they lose the baby and then like, yeah, they like don't want to take this stuff. Yeah, and so she has all this dead baby well, shit. For, first though, just wanted to say, in before, right before that moment, Meredith tries to call Derek and he doesn't pick up what, what bothers me a little bit. I guarantee you Derek is checking his messages. She says nothing about we got custody of Zola. That's true. Like she just says like, I need to talk to you. Yeah, I do. Th- that's very fair. Yeah, that's but I did, my note was... Um, Derek not calling Meredith back gives me such anxiety. Yes. There's nothing worse than being in a fight with your partner and them ignoring your texts or calls. The worst. It's been there many times. <laughs> I'm sure I've done it. It's like in a world where you are so connected to people, it is so terrifying when, when someone someone won't respond to you. Yeah. So that it's was intentional. Oh yeah. Um, but I think you're right too. She could have been like, hey, I have news about Zola. But she for doesn't television, need- yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think if Derek had known that Zola was coming home, he would have come home. I think so, But too. he didn't have a—there was no way of him knowing that because she did not share that. Yeah. Um. So, Merrick gets home with Zola. No who one's— is, What? No one's home. Oh, yeah, who's so cute, by Oh, the my way. God, so cute. And I love that Meredith talks to her. I hope if I ever have a child, although I won't. I Whenever I photograph babies, I speak in such baby voice. <laughs> but, like, she's like, all right, so there's lots of people that live here. Yeah. She's, like, talking to her like she's an adult. And then she's like, yeah, there's lots of people here. And then she goes in Alex's room and he's moved out completely. Um, also, did you notice they play- Mayor Dare music! Yes! Playing with Mayor and Zola as she's telling her that everything's going to be okay. But it's also when she's in Alex's room and sees that Alex moved out. Well, so she sees that Alex moves out and she gets upset and it starts playing the Mayor Dare music and she's like, we're going to be okay. And it was okay. like this moment I felt like oh, her I mean, and Zola, she, have like, little, like little, her and Zola became a unit then. Right, right. Which she was, had no one else. To yeah, she on. was like, we're, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, she said, I'm very glad you're here. Yes. Which, like, I love how she said it again, like she's speaking to an 80-year-old woman. I know. I'm very glad you're here. Yeah. And then Christina ends up coming in. Yes. And Christina says... Well, first of all, Meredith says to her, like, Zola's here. She's upstairs sleeping on some dead baby's crib. Yeah, like border crib. <laughs> yeah. And then Christina says, I'm getting an abortion and Owen just kicked me out. And I love how Meredith is like, you should have told me, whatever. And Christina is so broken. I feel like in this moment, she just says, you had a busy, busy day. I know. And it's really sad. I don't know who I feel more bad I for. I know. And then she's like, well, you got to come help me. And she's like, I need to lay down. Yeah. And she just walks away. And so Meredith still doesn't have Nobody any help. Can. Yeah. I know for some reason, because I didn't remember this finale. Yeah. I, I honestly think I maybe have seen it maybe twice. Like once live, once in a rewatch. 
But I thought when you were saying that they were together with Zola, I pictured them like on the couch playing with her. No. No, they were like, They go separate ways. Yeah. I think in the season premiere, they end up like okay, being together. together. Okay. But like in that moment, Christina's head's separate. throbbing. She can't. Yeah. You know. And um, and yeah, and that and then you know, Derek is like looking at his phonies out in the Wilderness. new house, like in a sleeping bag. Which looks fucking miserable. Also, fucking this is idiot. what the during that scene. This is what the monologue says. It's the part where it says it's easier to be alone because yes. what if you realize you need love and then you don't have it? Mm-hmm. What if you like it and lean on it? What if? What if you shape your life around it and then it falls apart? Yes. Death ends. This could go on forever. <gasps> so during that time too, Lucy comes into yeah. the bar and asks Alex to tell her not to go to Africa. And he says, go to hell. So like, <laughs> that's just like the end of their relationship. I go, wow, he is in a dark place. <laughs> yeah. And so I, my note is, well, everyone is alone in the end of the season Except finale. Eli and Bailey. And, Eli and Bailey and Teddy and Henry. And I said, this feels sad. Everything is falling apart. The Eli and Bailey one was weird to me. She didn't want him to meet Tuck yet. Like, her kid was home, and he was like, I will meet him. We will just be friends. Yeah, I want to just, like, back up real fast. Bailey is upset that her and Tuck flew on the same plane that went down. And I did think it was nice that Eli was like, can I just stand with you for a minute? So, Mm -hmm. like, that was a nice moment, and I felt like— No, I like Eli. I'm a Eli fan. When I just felt like they were trying to show that, like, Eli wants to be more than just a fuck to Bailey. Right. And then (laughs) at— That was a funny line. More I mean, than just a fuck. Yeah. And so, and then at the end, he's like, you had a hard day. We had a hard day. People go home together at the, like, I will keep my hands off of you, yeah. you know? So I thought it was nice, but like, you know. Uh, how do they fall apart? Is it? Because Ben Warren, because oh, I'm okay. a true Ben Warren fan. I forgot. She's already been with Ben. Yeah. <laughs> this is an in-between. Yeah. Um. I so, think we should end this by talking just a little bit about the plane thing. Yeah, okay. I know you said you really liked it, and I don't know why, but I always felt like this that scene was very cheesy to me when, like, they're waiting for the little girl to get out of surgery. I Like, I know that it's a very nice sentiment. It felt a little unrealistic. But just, like, the way everyone— I guess I liked the idea, but the way everyone sits back down is felt very bad mm-hmm. acting to me, you know? Yeah, no, that's that's fine. I mean, it is like a soap opera. <laughs> yeah, it like always bothered me that. Okay, because I didn't think that. I I just wrote, I cannot believe that these people are able to function and help Mrs. Gordon when yeah. all of their loved ones died. Like if my parent died, I'd be like, bye. Yeah. I have to go cry. Yeah. Um, but I I think I think the part that I liked about it that felt real is as soon as Mrs. Gordon leaves, the breakdown that that mother has, like she holds, yeah, that was she holds it together just long enough, and it was kind of like that monologue, like what if you build everything on love and then it's gone, like how yes. do you survive? Like clearly you don't. Like I that, think I I totally agree. That mom was like a perfect example of like <laughs> basically don't love anyone ever. They could die. Yeah. Um. Also, I learned a phrase. They refer to Mark. Like, we need a candy man. And Mark's like, I'll do it. That must be the person that delivers drugs. I guess so. And also, why Mark? <laughs> also, he was I, like, yes. Like, he was like. But smoking. I feel like Mark has so much more important things to do than just deliver drugs. But yeah, whatever. That's um, literally all my notes. That's all my notes, too. Um, well, since I read monologue, why don't you do notes and trivia? Oh, I'd love to. This episode's title originated from the song Unaccompanied Minor, originally sung by Their Only Dreams. The episode scored 9.89 million. That is not many viewers. Dude, I wonder if streaming started. If who Interesting, yeah. I'll have to look it up. Because if it did, I bet you people watch it the next day. Yeah. 
Sophia Robin Sloan Torres does not appear in the aired version. However, she does appear in a deleted scene. Interesting. I was going to say, Cali in Arizona had literally no airtime. Yeah. Uh, this episode takes place on April 12, 2011, according to Meredith's phone. However, according to dialogue, a blood donor had her last period around Easter while she couldn't remember it, meaning some time had gone by already since Easter 2011 took place in April 24th. This episode probably takes place in early May. <laughs> this is what I was cool. about to say. This episode features an appearance by Katie Lowe's, who would become part of the Shonda Rhimes show Scandal, in which Katie portrays, portrays Quinn Perkins. Okay. A storyline of this episode involves a plane crash. Throughout season seven, plane crashes are referenced a few times offhand, including in the episode prior. It is unknown if these references are meant to foreshadow. I don't think they are. I don't think so either, but it's fun to look back. Uh, this episode is the last one to be accompanied by a Grey Matter blog post as the writers didn't continue the blog. I never read the blog. I wonder if it's still up. Yeah, we should check it out. Yeah, so. Okay, Harper Avery, Catherine Fox Award. We kind of struggled with this one. Because no one had a happy ending? Yeah, but I think we kind of agreed on giving it to two people, Meredith and Christina. Um, I want to say for that point I made that like, one is trying to have a baby and adopt. One is having an abortion, but yet they are still, they are strong to their convictions and still yeah. best friends. And like, also that like Christina has a key to the house and Meredith's like, I'm going through something. And Christina's like, <laughs> I got to go to bed. And like, they're just like, okay, like you do what you, you do you. And like, we'll just support each other as we can. Because they're the true love story. Yes. And Meredith did not say that. She, she said she'd do it again. Like what she did for Adele. Yeah. Like no matter, even it doesn't matter if she'd get in trouble, she'd do it again. Christina obviously is sticking to her like morals as well. So. Yes. So, strong. I mean, women. there are strong women of the. The gray universe. Yeah. So they deserve it. We, uh, we also both. Yeah, we both rated the episode nine, 9 out of 10 scalpels. It's not my favorite finale, but it's no, good. No, but I, I felt like there was a lot going on and there's a lot at stake, I feel like. Yes. So it left me in of like, oh, I want to know what happens in the yeah. season premiere. Was the last season finale the shooting? Was that mm -hmm. season? Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I think we gave that a 10 out of 10. Yeah, well, that was some wild That was college. something. <laughs> so No, this was great. I felt like it was a more emotional yes. storyline. And yeah, I, it kind of reminds me of the season four one that I love so much because everyone is sad and I yeah. just kind of... Also, there was no good music at the end of it, though. No. Okay, I want to, before we call Time of Death, yeah. I want you to just, like, mention, like, a couple things you loved about season seven. Oh, my God, so much. Let me think. <laughs> uh, I love that, for the most part, Meredith and Derek were in a really lovely place. Yeah. That, to me, is, like, I feel less anxious when I watch the show when yeah. they're in a good place. You next. Um, me like. next. Even though I hate the musical episode, I'm so happy we finally accomplished it. Oh, hell yeah. And we were able to put out, like, some great content about yeah. that. So, like, we're done. Yep. We've moved past it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also love Head Henry and Teddy. Mm -hmm. Next season is gonna break my heart. Yeah. I love that Callie and Arizona are in a good place. Yep. That they got married. Have a kid. Have a kid. Mark's hanging out with them. We have to really, like, also the Lexi Mark stuff was very devastating this season. Yeah. And so. I also feel like I, I it, up until this last episode, I feel like Owen and Christina were in a pretty good place. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like, I feel like a lot of relationships were in Well, the beginning good of the standing. season, that was after the shooting. So yeah. they, like, had those problems. Yeah, people. and so they, like, worked through that. Right. I 
loved the episodes where Christina was working through her trauma. The, the episode where episode, she goes fishing, I think, is one of my favorite episodes ever. I think ever. so, too. I would choose to watch that one, like, over, over and over. The yeah. part when Derek is taking the photo of yes. her and says, take it. Yes. Like, that, I could watch that Also, scene. Christina being at the bar. Yes. Before that episode. So oh, good. I just, that fishing one, that might be my favorite episode of the whole season. Yeah. I think it's mine. Um, I will, oh, well, well, oh, also, oh, go ahead. No, no, go. Uh, no, because I have something. Mine's foreshadowing. Oh, I was just going to, okay, before we foreshadow, um, we try and do this. What are we going to rate the season as a whole? Oh, scalpels. this is like a, this might be a 10 for me. 10 this, out of 10 scalpels. This is like top grades. Season yeah. Season four. Other, if George Season four? It, oh, I, why did I say that? <laughs> what? Oh, Gilmore Girls, I'm in season four. This is season seven. Two bottles of wine in. It's okay. the finale. <laughs> season no, no, sorry. I am in season four of Gilmore Girls. I'm <laughs> Which is confused. also great. Uh, no, season seven to me is top. If George hasn't been in it, it would be an 11 out of 10. Okay. But he's dead, so I can no longer have that. Sure. I would also like to say that we need to really be thankful soon for, like, who else? Mark Sloan. Mark Sloan. Lexi. Oh, yeah. Le- Mar- this is Arizona's it. leg. <laughs> Which, like, honestly is not a loss. It comes back later, yeah. sort of. <laughs> but, yeah. Kelly in Arizona's like happiness. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like we're like squeaking out of like original the, grace. I know, and getting into like more current. Yeah. Which I think is okay. Because so also like, I feel like I don't have as many opinions yeah. and like nostalgia about it. So like I think it will open up fresh. a lot of great conversation. Yeah. Um I'm not ready to say goodbye to Mark Sloan. I feel as the I'm not either. We have one more season. And then two more of Christina. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. We'll probably finish that within a year. Yeah. I think we do three seasons a year. Right. Oh, my God. (laughs) I hope I have a house by then. (laughs) Okay. That's uh, my goal. Um, Are you rating the season? I'm going to— Yeah, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give it a 10. This was a blast. Um, Would have liked maybe a little bit more death. I like some death. Yeah, yeah. But I I like that the— the season finale has some like uncomfortable parts to it. You also, know? want to note that I love that Jackson. Jackson, oh my god, I'm talking too fast. Jackson, Jackson, and April were like, "Look how far we've come." Yeah, because in a previous season finale, all their friends died. Yes, so they made it through that. And April's chief resident. Um, I should stop talking before I start saying weird words. I just want to before we end this. I just want to say how grateful I am to everyone who listens and all of our patrons. I cannot believe we've already made it through seven seasons of Grey's Anatomy and that we will be starting season eight in the year 2020. Season eight puts us half, halfway. Halfway. So, um, this is just like such a joy. I love all of our listeners, but I love you even more. Sitting across from my best friend once a week, just chatting about Fucking Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I still can't believe we're actually doing it. I can't either. Um, so before we call time of yes. time of death, I want to encourage people one more time. Become um, a patron. Become a patron. www.patreon.com slash the on call room. If you become a $10 patron, if you become an attending, you will co-host this season. It's safe to say almost every episode this season will probably have a co-host. Yes. Um, so if we don't get new patrons, then we're going to start recycling. Yeah. So those people who haven't been on, maybe like hope. 
for. Oh, but also if you do become a, we're working towards a goal. We didn't talk about this. Oh yeah. If we're we make, there. Yeah. If we hit $700 a month, we will have a after hours. We're going to call it post-op. We're going to keep talking once the episode is done. So you know how help like, us I reach start that goal. my words like Yeah, that? it's like, going to be like that. Like 10 more minutes of that. And yeah. I'll probably admit more things about masturbation <laughs> and like other weird stuff. So if you're into that, please join. If you're into masturbation, <laughs> please become a patron. Uh, we love you so much, Grace Babies. It's getting the real windy out there. It's wild. Yeah. Right um, would you like to call time of death? I am nervous about the math. I can do it. Okay, ready? Yeah. The wind. Uh, time of death.